What a card, what a card, what a card. UFC 295 is in the books. Yuri Prohaska versus Alex Pajeda. And Alex becoming the new light heavyweight champion. And Tom Aspinall becoming the new interim heavyweight champion. This fight card was surprisingly, again, it always sneaks up on you. It was pretty good. Um, I only got one pick wrong. Because I watched Diego Lopez's previous fight and I wasn't super confident that he would win. But man, he dispatched of Pat Sabatini really quickly. Same with Benoit Saint-Denis. Made it look easy. So those two fights kind of went by so quick that I I don't have much to analyze about those fights. And so did Sergey Pavlik. Pavlovich and uh, Tom Aspinall. Man, it was another first-round knockout. And like I said, Tom Aspinall wasn't trying to knock him out in the first round. But if he could knock him out in the first round, he was going to do it. And that's what he ended up doing. Um, He kind of ate some shots at the beginning, though. He was kind of worried there. I think he was a left hand. He had a sharp left hand, but, you know... Tom Aspinall is quick, boy. He hit a left-right overhand, or it was kind of overhand, kind of a hook. It was in the in-between gray area, but, man, he clocked him right into the temple, and Sergey went down. It's pretty bad. Uh, same thing with Ben Juan, Diego Lopez. Quick fights. Quick, quick fights. First-round knockouts. But let's see. I can get to uh, Mackenzie Derm versus Jessica Andrade now. This fight was my kind of pick em, toss-up, blah, blah, blah. I couldn't tell you I picked Dern because of her ground game, but I didn't think her striking was going to be that outmatched. I knew it was going to be outmatched. There's no fight where she goes into where she is the premier striker of the the competition. But I didn't think she would look that bad. Now, I made the comment to uh, one of my friends that you can tell that Mackenzie Dern and Michael Bisping has the same coach because they had a similar striking style in terms of stance and how they would fight but as soon as Mackenzie Dern got punched it was like she forgot how to (laughs) employ any sort of real defense when it comes to striking now I wouldn't say Mackenzie is the worst at striking because she has several wins where she was able to mix up striking to get to jiu-jitsu, right? But Jessica Andrade doing what she does best, which is strike, made her look kind of foolish. And she wasn't throwing anything that was that crazy. She was kind of <laughs> just walking her down and knocking her down. I think she got four knockdowns either in oh yeah, in the second. I thought I thought it made it to three rounds. She got four knockdowns in the second and 
the ref kind of mercy ruled her because she was when she got knocked down the first time, you know, she got right to her back and she was ready for jujitsu. But Jessica Andrade was smart and she did not go down there to figure out if she was going to get submitted or not. Because remember, Mackenzie Dern is a world champion when it comes to uh, anything jujitsu. I'm actually going to look up her. Let's see her jujitsu. So she is 75, 25, and 1 as a jiu-jitsu player. Is that, am I reading this right? Yes, 75, 25, and 1. But she is a multiple-time champion. So let's see. Uh, gold in ADCC in 2015. Golden ACC North America in 2012, World Jiu-Jitsu Bronze in 2014, Gold in 2015, and Bronze in Absolute. So Absolute means open weight class. She was the third best Jiu-Jitsu player at the competition. Um, Nogi Worlds, she was Gold in 2014, Silver in Absolute, Silver in 2015, but Gold in Absolute, man... Yeah, she so she and Asian Open Championships, she was a champion in both her weight class and absolute. She's a Brazilian national champ in 2014-2015. So she has a lot of credentials when it comes to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. So when I saw Jessica Andrade, I was like, nah, man, you're going to have to stand up. We're not playing this game where I knock you down and you stay on your back. <laughs> And yeah, she just ended up running right through her and put Jessica Andrade right back into the driver's seat in the UFC strawweight uh, conversation. As I say that, I'm going to see who's actually coming up in the UFC strawweights. Because it's she's doing this back and forth thing, right? Where she can beat some people and she can't beat other people. And it's weird because she is beating really good people, but she can't, she's not getting back over the hump to get to the title, which is right now with Wei Li. Uh, let me see the rankings. You see women's straw weight. So the Zhang, Zhang Wei Li. Yeah, she lost to Yan Shanan. She lost to Tatiana Suarez. Um, let me see her record here. Aaron Blanchfield, where is Aaron Blanchfield ranked at? Oops, did not mean to close that browser. Um, oh, Aaron Blanchfield is a flyweight. Did she go down to flyweight for that one? She could have. Either way, she lost the number two flyweight. She lost the number two strawweight, the number three strawweight. Did she beat Amanda Lemos at any time? I don't see that. Oh, she did. She beat Amanda Lemos back in 2022. Strawweight bout performance of the night. So she did well. 
but since then she had lost three in a row, and Amanda Lemos has not lost, I want to say. Oh, no, she lost to Zhang in the championship, but she beats Michelle Watterson, Marina Rodriguez. Oh, it was it was during the time where it's like, who is going to fight Wei Li? Because Wei Li's already fought everybody. So, we'll see. I don't think Tatiana or Jan have a fight. Or even Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza is number one right now. Our number one contender. So, we'll see how this shakes out. I mean... She's beaten everything, everybody below her. She hasn't beaten everybody above her. Have her and Carla Sparza ever fought? Let's see. Wow, that's pretty crazy that she's never fought Carla Sparza as as long as Carla Sparza's been fighting. They have not fought. So I can see that happening. Because I don't think Carla Esparza has a fight right now. Let me look. Because that would help her case into getting back to the title again. Because I kind of, I don't want to see her. Um, I don't want to see her fight Zhang Weili again. And Carla, yeah, Carla Esparza just lost to Whaley about a literally a year ago. So Whaley's up. She already lost to Yan Shannon and Tatiana Suarez. I assume that they're gonna fight. If not, one of them is gonna fight Carla Esparza, and then they're gonna move on to the championship. And then we'll see from there. But yeah, Jessica Andrade making people look foolish as usual with the hands. And then that turns to the title fight at the top of the bill, which was Alex Pajeda versus Yuri Prohaska. Made it to the second round um, and Yuri lost to strikes. Now, at the time, the stoppage looked slightly early. And I wasn't too satisfied with what I saw. I thought it was just that, I mean, he was getting overwhelmed, yes, but I it didn't look like he was out. And, again, I'm not a ref. I have thoughts on wanting to be a ref or a judge because I really enjoy MMA and I've watched so many fights and I've rarely... Outside of the corruption (laughs) or the bad judging, I've rarely got a fight wrong. And if it were my job to look up these fights, I probably would never get one wrong. I would generally, I believe that I would, outside of, and I don't even have a bias because Khabib is retired. Um... And he didn't. You didn't even have to have a bias. He just never lost, so you would never got it wrong if you scored it for him. Anyways, it looked early, but again, we're not in the ring. I couldn't see Yuri's eyes. Did he see something with his body? 
we can speculate on video. Oh, his arm looked limped here. He looked dazed here. I can assure you that seeing being being at many fights and seeing actual knockout knockouts where the guy was out cold or the gal was out cold, they stiffened up, etc., etc. There is a difference between seeing it on TV and seeing it in person. And TKOs are hard to judge on TV unless the guy is just covering up. But if you see one in real life where it's kind of, you can't tell, you really can't tell. So if there's, if you have any indicator, you better give that indicator or the judge, or the judge, the ref will call the fight. He is trying to protect you. So if you're playing possum, you better show something to where the the ref knows that you're not out. I think that happened to Elon Kutalaba and, and Mega Mega and Kalaev. He was playing possum and trying to <coughs> trying to bait him in into getting knocked out. And the ref called it. Now everybody got really upset initially. But then they came to realize it's like, well, if you're going to walk around like you're dazed and falling over, the rep is not going to wait to see if that's a tactic. That's not really the best tactic to have. And I know um, Derek Lewis has done the tactic where he got punched in his stomach and then he's like, oh, and then he gets up and then knocks you out um, while he's pretending that he got hit in the gut. But that's different than being out on your feet. You can come back from getting punched in the stomach or something, right? Like, I know I'm judging two different actions, but you can't act dazed and confused and wanting to continue fighting. Now, to me, initially, in real time, it did not look like Yuri was out. It kind of looked like Pereira stepped forward Yuri was already on one knee, kind of back, like backpedaling, falling back, trying to pull him down to recover. And the only thing that went for Alex is he never stopped striking him. So he was hitting him in the side of the head, and some people argue it was the back of the head. I think that it's a little gray area, too, because he's trying to protect himself. And and if you move, I and I've seen this said plenty of times, if the punch was intended for one area and you turn and end up getting punched in the back of your head, well, that's on you. He did not aim to hit you in the back of the head. Um, and I think that was this situation. But Alex never stopped striking on his way down. So when they made it to the ground, he pushed uh, Yuri over and it kind of looked like it was over. And Mark Goddard uh, stopped the fight. Now... I trust Mark to make the right decision 99% of the time. And I don't think he was wrong here. I haven't watched the fight back. And I need to watch the fight back several times to see what really happened. But even on the replay on the night, it kind of looked like Yuri was out. And when Joe uh, interviewed him, he said he was it was the right call. Now, I don't know if that's him being honorable him being a great opponent. I found it kind of weird because I didn't 
I think the camera panned away after he fell back, but I, I'm not sure. I can't remember live. I was going nuts because Alex won another belt within two years, two and a half years being in the UFC. He's he's held two belts, or maybe even maybe a little bit longer. How long has Alex been in the UFC? Actually, let's see. Yeah, two and a half years. He's November sixth, twenty twenty one was his debut. So literally almost two years to the to the dot. He wins he's won two belts in two years. All right. Six fights, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, were any of these canceled? No. Seven total fights. Two of them were to Israel Asanya. Um, and he wins a light heavyweight belt. But after you see the other replay, and I noticed that when Mark Goddard called it, he kind of turned, Yuri kind of just turned and went back to his corner. Now, did that mean he was dazed and confused? I can't say without 100% certainty that he was. Um, is that kind of weird that he wouldn't, even slightly protest the stoppage. Um, just knowing fighters in general, it seemed weird that he didn't try to protest the stoppage. But, you know, he does go by a samurai code and he's honorable and he doesn't really, he doesn't trash talk disrespectfully. He tries to be objective and tell it like it is. But it kind of looked like he could have been out. Could have not been out. It was in that gray area. And Mark Goddard called it. And I bet you Mark will come out with a video or a little little uh, blog post somewhere that he, this is what he saw and this is what he thinks. But man, oh man. Alex Pajeda, light heavyweight champion of the world. That is wild. That was a really good card, and I really enjoyed it. Wish John Jones and Stipe was on there. Um, I am looking forward to a John Jones Tom Aspinall fight if he gets past Stipe. Uh, so we'll see. And that's UFC 295. Let's see if there's anything upcoming. So why does it say canceled? Brendan Allen. And Paul Krieg, Allen versus Craig, Michael Morales, Jake Matthews, Chase Hooper, Jordan Levitt. This is going to be a pretty good card. Allen versus Craig fight night, November 18th. Let's see. Darius versus Armand Sarukian. That's going to be a good card. Dan Hooker, Bobby Green, Rob Font, Davison Figueredo. Sean Brady, Kevin Gaslam. Hopefully he makes it to the fight this time and doesn't get injured. Ooh, and a Khalil Roundtree. Song Yadon versus Chris Gutierrez in UFC 296, which features Leon Edwards, Colby Covington, Alexandra Pantoja, Brandon Roy Val, Shavkat Rachmanov versus Wonderboy. Uh, Tony Ferguson, Patty Pimblet. Oh, I hope it. Ends up being a good fight because Tony Ferguson has been training with David Goggins, which I don't think he needs to be doing that. If anything, Tony Ferguson is already crazy. And then rounding out the bottom, it looks like Vincent Luque versus Ian Gary. All right. 
I think that's the last card of the year. December 16th, yeah. So, another good card in the books. Again, congrats to all the new champions, Alex and Tom Aspinall. Um, people making a name for themselves and uh, Diego Lopez and Benoit St. Denis. And Jessica Andrade, good to see you getting back in your winning ways. Um, let's see. Outside of that, I think I have nothing else going on in the fight world. I don't see anything. Conor McGregor and... Uh, oh, man. Michael Chandler got announced for UFC 300. I may or may not go... Uh, I hope there's a better fight than that. I hope that is not the top of the bill because I do not want to watch another Connor card where he gets beat up again. Uh, I was there for Khabib and he got thoroughly drug out. Feel like the same thing is going to happen with Chandler. Uh, we'll see what they put on the card and I may or may not go there. I may have a live podcast there. Um, may even try to live stream myself analyzing the fights during the card. That'd be pretty cool. You know, I can't show you the card, you know, because that's illegal. I don't want to say it because I don't like cursing a whole lot, but <laughs> everybody knows the Dana meme. Uh, all right, folks. Happy Monday morning quarterbacking when it comes to the fight game. It was pretty cut and dry, though. Everybody either got knocked out or TKO'd. They let, they, none of them left it up to the judges this time. So that's always a good card, exciting card. Let's make this Monday exciting. Let's attack the day, whether you're working or you're a stay-at-home parent or you're an entrepreneur. Let's get after it, all right? Peace.